Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith Parrish. I'm here once again through the miracle of computer phone here with my buddy, John Burr. Hey, now I miss having Chuck's. Hey, now um, I know Chuck's got a new job. We've got to figure out the scheduling going forward. Uh, but new we'll year, a new Chuck. That's right. Every year, every year, a new job. <laughs> <laughs> Every calendar year, it rolls around. Chuck's got uh, something new on the docket. He does. He does. Uh, I mean, he's working. I believe he's working part time. Is my understanding? I don't think so. Sounds nine to five ish to well, me. Well, I thought it was. I thought maybe, maybe it was nine it is, to five maybe it's training days. Okay, yeah, I'm not How? sure. How? He's also in school, so he's yeah. Chuck's if if wood. every one of Chuck's employers knew how much training had been invested in Chuck throughout his entire life. Because he you keeps getting these jobs. for work is, right? Well, it's like you, I would assume. It's me. <laughs> yeah. I never understood that reference thing. Like, I was like, oh, yeah. I got to get good references. And then it's like, you don't, you just need, like, it's it's all a scam. You just need the, one me. Someone yeah, willing to needs, go so someone. far beyond the pale to provide <laughs> documentation of things that never happened. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, best of luck with Chuck and his and his once again new thing. Um, do you have anything new for your new year, John? I don't. Um, I'm back off the sauce. And by sauce, I do mean diet soda. Well, you're back off because you you I was back. You fell off the wagon. Last I relapsed episode. hard. A little relapse. You were pounding double route 44 diet Cokes. I was probably two litering diet Dr. Peppers a day. Really? How many ounces? I mean, a single Sonic Cup. How many ounces is two liters? I don't yeah, I have I mean, no idea. Uh, it's I like mean, a, I think I might have been a hundred something. I'm not sure. I might have been four litering. It was not good. Yeah. And I was not feeling great. I, I, I can I can either. Although it may have just been the culinary experience that was going to Memphis for the 
uh, New Year holiday. Um, I don't think I've eaten that poorly on consecutive days in maybe 10 years. Well, tell me everything about Memphis. I'm very jealous when the Grizzlies schedule dropped. I was like, whoa, they have a New Year's Eve and a New Year's Day game back to back. You I'm, went I'm going and back took for it the in. jazz game. I'm going back for the jazz game. Ooh. I, I was serious. I it it seems fault like folly to me to not take advantage of as many John ja Morant. And, and, you know, and the rest of the boys, too. I mean, I even, for instance, even guys that we make gags about that I purport to dislike, like Dylan Brooks. I root for Dylan Brooks. I enjoy seeing him live. I'm, I'm sorry. The, oh, wait, wait, wait. I think wait, the wait, Dylan wait, wait, Brooks wait, no. experience is hilarious <laughs> live. Fast break breakfast listeners need to dive into that last sentence you just I said. Mean, you said you I mean, purport to dislike Dylan Brooks. You have raged angrily about yes, Dylan Brooks true. for um, years. But but when I go to the games, and similarly, like if, if everyone will recall, um, I did not enjoy... Well, let, let me put it. I, I thought Jonas Valanciunas was a bad fit. Yeah, well, when he was on the team, I really loved him as a person well, you, and you, rooted you, for you him. You cheered for him, but you also very much outspokenly talked busted, terribly about him constantly. Busted the balls. Yeah, but what? What? You know, I, when I go to the games, I'm ready for Dylan Brooks to do his bad dance within the circle. Yeah, That's okay. part of the experience. I'm ready for every time he checks in for a equal smattering of cheers and boos. I'm ready. That isn't for the, even true. I'm right? ready for it. I'm did, re- did, no. did people boo Dylan Brooks? Yeah, Dylan Brooks elicits insane responses live. Wow! Uh, every time he shoots, there's a smattering of uh, there, well, there's yeah. like a well, there's, there's an entire half the half the audience is like, Ugh. you know, to a degree <laughs> to a degree that as a guy who's you know hard on him, I like start feeling bad about. It. I'm like, did I contribute to this in some way? Like bit. this overreaction because you know, it, it, you you don't want it to be uh, like you don't want to like get to like what was it where westbrook couldn't even show his face for oh yeah and he's just, you don't want to go full westbrook but um but you know memphis i've decided to go as often as i can muster which with a two and a half year old isn't super often but if i time it right i feel like i can go to maybe a third of the remaining games yeah that's because uh, it's not a, a bad drive yeah, it's well, not it a is, bad it's drive. It's not a fun drive. And also, I th- I've like planned it perfectly. Although I think we're kind of past this. I, I there was a back to back, so I went to both games to guarantee that I would get at least one John Morant game, right? You and get a Jaren some Jackson of the players, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got the first back to back of J- of Jaron Jackson's year. Yeah, and it looks like we're just going to play job, you know, all the time, which you know makes yeah, sense sometimes. Well, the Grizzlies <laughs> have two sets of back to backs in like the next. Yeah. Week and a he'll half. probably get a he'll probably get a rest. <laughs> Who knows? There, but. Uh, but everything else was good about the trip. By the way, I gotta say, you, I feel like you're a Dylan Brooks convert. I mean, welcome to the fold, uh, brother we've, John. We've done this dance many times. You can't. Uh, I can't put the. I can't put it back in the box. I, I'm fine. As I've said many times, it just depends on what Dylan wants to do. Okay, that's All where right. I am. But um, I do think, like he, he's fully part of the experience at this point. Yeah, like you have to you have to take the the good with the bad, and it's part of the whole thing. Like now, our identity is tied up in uh, uh, Dylan's uh, what he says on and off the court, and how how the other teams react to it. It's you're, you know you're you're in for a penny, in for a pound. At we this point. we didn't. I don't think we podcasted on Fast Break Breakfast Main Show about this. His his quote where he finished with kudos to me. I he's I like I'm so angry that I didn't just open the show with kudos to me. If Chuck had been me. here and yeah. I didn't have to take his uh, hey now, I yelled out 
kudos to me after every Dylan Brooks shot. Kudos to me needs to be that's your new call sign. That's your new uh, sign on or, or actually, whatever. Like yeah. actually, I, I, what, if I'm in the presence of Dylan Brooks, I scream out kudos to you. Yeah, you know, which is a, which is a good feeling. I the, feel like he could hear me. If you don't know, Dylan Brooks had a quote where he so good. Where, where he was asked about his shot selection, and he's like, <laughs> so "With good. the amount of effort, basically, this is my paraphrase. Uh, we said with with the effort I put in in the defensive end, I'm allowed to shoot every now and then. Yeah. Also, it's something I'm actively working on. Check out last game; I had six assists. Kudos to me. Kudos and to me. It's so good. Yes, it's so good. I love Dylan Brooks. No, but so, how I want to you know, know how like yeah, like how how there'll be an actor who you'll think overacts. Yeah. But then as time grows on, you're like the balls on this guy. My God. It's like Nicholas cage for a while. He was yeah. like, it's Nick, good Nick, actor. Nick then he was sure. bad actor. And now yeah. it's like, now he's back into the graces at some point, you know, Dylan's behavior for me is just crossed into like full on. Like this is lovable. This is completely outrageous. Like I do know that, you know, People on other teams uh, who cheer for other teams despise him. And oh, yeah. I understand why. Yeah. But when you are a homer fan, you have to uh, you have to dye the wool as they say. I think other players don't like him. Is he getting? Yes. He, I think he's. I think he's getting there. He is. Uh, yeah, he's hated. I mean, the, the 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 Dubs thing is a bit is you know an exacerbation of an existing hatred. Yeah. Where I think it also brings out the worst in them. And now I you know the Dubs are my least favorite team easily now. Mostly yeah. due to Dylan Brooks' uh, interactions, but um, you know that's just—it's all right. Now we're at war. We're at war with the Dubs. So, speaking of um, you know the people who overact, but mm-hmm. you, you you suddenly you you just embrace it. You're like you know, kudos to you. You did it last night. Kudos I started watching um, the latest installment of Hollywood's. I call this Hollywood's episodic art television, mm. which is my acronym. It's Heat. I actually just watched Heat. I, I watched the oh, okay. movie. I watched the movie Heat. Um, I, how am I supposed to watch these new things? They're like, oh, check out uh, Andor. Check out, or even like, hey, Glass Onions out. The Ryan Johnson thing. We're like, well, yeah, but but Heat is now on Hulu. I'm just gonna watch on Heat. Hulu. I was about to say, yeah. Yeah. So like, Heat's on Hulu. I watched that, and uh, Al Pacino. Uh, kudos to you um, for everything. Kudos to Al. Do you think and, maybe Dylan has made a choice like Al Pacino had made for that character? Where Dylan has decided his character is on crack, because yeah. that is what uh, Al has decided. That it, all the scenes were cut where he actually does crack. So uh, yeah, he's just we don't know that. We just see this madman who's like breaking up Hank Azaria for real in takes, etc. Yeah. Um, which uh, which Heat character are you? Can't say Wayne Grow. I. That's a great one. So this is the first time I've watched it. Um, in the last, it's been a solid decade and oh. it's been a while. So it's weird. I, Cause I've been watching all the other Michael Mann movies that, that are available for free on streaming, basically, basically on a loop. I've seen them a lot in the past 10 years. And I keep thinking one of my earliest favorite ones, cause I was just a high schooler came out what 95. I was like, I haven't seen heat in a long time. This is a seminal film for me, but it hasn't been on streaming for free in a long time. I haven't watched it. I don't understand why I can't hold my phone up to my DVD copy of heat. And it's just let me watch it. I don't know right. why I have to like I, I own I own I still own a physical copy of this movie, but I haven't seen, seen it in forever. Um, so I I knew this time like as an older man, which I'm calling myself an older man now. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna value different parts of this movie. I bet. And um, no. 
<laughs> it's still the shootouts. No, no, no. I was like, I, I like hearing about like, oh, he's a liquor wholesaler. I'm like, really interesting. <laughs> um, as opposed to like, that's just a throwaway fact, you know, uh, in, in other viewings. Um, who do I most relate to? Um, you know, I, I am not cool enough or reckless enough to be Val Kilmer. Um, who is who among us? Uh, who yeah who is i am not sick enough i think to be to the tom sizemore um i i I'm think i'm worried i'm tom sizemore <laughs> uh you know i'm gonna go i'm go with maybe the danny trejo like uh yeah i'm, I'm in just you know i think yeah. you're van zant i could oh van zant could be good i wish i had it that much together um that much, that much going on. Uh, anyways, no, uh, we're we're way in the weeds. We should Chuck talk basketball. Chuck is definitely the short order cook. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's just the, like, oh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get an honest job. I'm gonna One stick. No matter, um, no matter what, I'm gonna stick with this honest job. Um, oh, this is, I hate this job. Turns out m my boss is evil. Well, uh, all right, I'm, I'm gonna do this little thing on the side. Um, no, I would. In in Memphis, what was it? What were the extracurriculars? Any any, any good? Any breakfast? Can we, we can go there. Have you have you had a breakfast? Uh, mucho mucho breakfast. Yeah. Um, although like a lot of things were closed because of the holiday, we still kind of just did our diligence. We definitely hit the arcade restaurant, the oldest restaurant in Memphis, for an incredible breakfast. We did um, my favorite kind of secret favorite barbecue place. I yeah. don't know if it's that great, but it, it's really fun and. You don't have to put up with the crowds that you do at most Memphis barbecue joints. It's called Elwood Shack. Yeah. Uh, they also have a great breakfast there. Um, so did a couple of breakfasts, but just honestly just ate so much barbecue and fried chicken that yeah. my body, I could feel the sodium in my pores. Mm, yeah. And I looked different in the mirror. Because <laughs> um, typically what I do is I basically schedule my bad meals for podcast days or days when I right. see friends. Right. Uh, and then to kind of live by the strict regimen of my girlfriend, except for, you know, about good for once a week, just ordering something insane in the middle of the night, just to break it up and make sure I do remain a fat person. Yes. Um, but uh, two, two and a half straight days of just, you know, basically gas station level food uh, definitely took a toll on me. And I, you know. Uh, just spent an, an, an not an insignificant amount of time on WebMD googling my symptoms. <laughs> um, I definitely have a resolution to get to Memphis. I, I it takes me like a month to plan. Like, oh, I gotta go. really see. I'm very and I always the forget. Like, I can't. Yeah. I can't uh, with the two kids in the school, and I can't just spur yeah. the moment these things. And so I forget. I, I get so I get so wrapped up in the <laughs> podcasting, and then it's like, oh, it's January. Um, I only got like three months of regular season. Uh, once I start planning for a month out, I got February, March, April. I, I got to do something. So yeah, I got I got to plan my Memphis trips. Um, my breakfast, we it's it's Christmas break or holiday break. It's the kids are out for three weeks. It's a lot, and um, one way to get through the day that we've used since basically the start of the COVID pandemic has just been garbage breakfasts. Just like let the kids do whatever they want. Just if they'll be quiet in the morning. Um, so we introduced them to a, uh, a new sugar cereal they haven't had before, a cl the classic uh, Cocoa Pebbles, which they call Cocoa Fruity Pebbles. And they were like, my wife took them to the store, got the Cocoa Pebbles. They come home and they're like, Dad, did you know there's a Fruity Pebbles that's chocolate? It's called Cocoa Fruity Pebbles and it turns everything to chocolate milk. I'm like, yeah. Um, so they had it. Their reviews, they were both disappointed. Mm. They were let down. How much? 
How many treats have I spoiled these kids on to the point when they receive Cocoa Pebbles? They're like, meh, not that good. Did it my son as- didn't like it. He's like, it got too mushy. I'm like, uh, it's chocolate milk. What, what, what are you upset about? Did it at least, to quote Frank Zappa, make the water turn black? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like my son doesn't put milk on cereal a lot. But yeah. with the promise of chocolate milk at the end, he's like, all right, I'll do it. But because this man's become accustomed to a, a dry cereal, I need, to, I need to acquaint him with grape nuts. He's used to a crunchy, hard cereal. When the Cocoa Pebbles started getting a little softer, he was like, oh, this is, this is nasty. I'm out. And I'm like, you just poured a whole bowl. And so I, I'm not going to say I ate leftover. I poured myself fresh and new. I am not so down where I will uh, eat leftover soggy Cocoa Pebbles. But I did, in fact, partake in the Cocoa Pebbles because I was worried they weren't enjoying them enough. This is, this is like I think I get it. I think your son elite childhood treat for me. Yeah, I think, oh, you're, you're, you're I think your son puff wants Cocoa Puffs. Oh yeah, he might. Sounds no, like he's we, describing. We were in a Cocoa Puff family. We were we were a crispy. We were a more of a, a the, the crispy uh, cereal unit in my household growing up. Um, but it was always the bland. It was it was store brand Rice Krispies. I mean, that's what it was. But. Anyways, um, those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we can move to some basketball talk with our breakfast in bed apologies. It's our chance to make right. We might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. Actually, I lied. Um, my apology is not basketball related. I was going to correct some pop culture references we have made in recent episodes. Talking about uh, Walker Kessler, Kessler Walker. We're talking about the Kessel Kessel Kessel, run. the Kessler run in Star Wars. Now it's the Kessel run. Uh, one of our listeners wanted to point that out, made sure we were we were on it. For um, the record, I knew. Yeah, Just John knew. He words. was playing along. Um, John, our pop culture master. Also, <laughs> For a the list- record. Uh, also, a listener wanted us to know that the, the sitcom ALF from our childhood, we were talking about how its series finale ended on a cliffhanger. We got a, well, actually, there was a straight-to-VHS official series finale. I did not know about if I knew about this, I forgot about it. I did it. not know about it this. Did they go back to Melmac? I'm not sure, but apparently there was a there was a wrap up, a conclusion, a Deadwood movie of the Alf series, <laughs> where they apparently wrapped up some storylines. It was straight to VHS. I've never seen it. I don't think I knew it existed, but uh, I apologize for not having or for disseminating some partial truths with our pop culture knowledge and references. Uh, John, anything you'd like to apologize for? Yeah, I'm sorry that I made such a big deal about Luca uh, pulling off the free throw miss to himself play. Oh, yeah. As, as that's now just happenstance and will be done every week, it appears. Maybe by Luca again, uh, maybe by Donovan Mitchell, but it seems like uh, that that was not that was unique for about 48 hours. So I made a you know very not thought out joke last week about how all these spectacular scoring numbers, uh, it's a sign of the end times. I'm concerned. This is harbingers of doom. Things are not quite right. I was just, you know, just joshing around, m- making content for this uh, bi-weekly podcast. But now after watching Donovan Mitchell pull off the same feat like Luka did, and not only that, like Luka does it, scores 60 points. Uh, now Donovan Mitchell does it and, and goes over 70 Almost got a triple double too. What's Almost. happening, John? Is this this is just the simulation is glitching? 
we saw this missed free throw play and the spectacular scoring numbers, and now we see it again. It's it, I it made it made me ill at ease. It made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like it goes so long, you don't see these things, and then I like, mean, for it, sure. I mean, I think. So Clay had fifty four points. Joel Embiid had forty eight points, and these are just like not not line Giannis items. Giannis had our, a, what he had did fifty five. Yeah, he had yeah, a Giannis career had high. See, on yeah, Tuesday night. It just they just they just <laughs> keep coming, and you you had that. I mean, early in the year, Devin Booker was going like he had fifty something, you know, fifty something through three quarters. Didn't play at the end. He had that other game where he he went for sixty on the final play. Now now like this Donovan Mitchell thing seventy one. I mean, and I do seventy one points. So I just watched it this morning. It did feel different from the other insane point scoring uh, games I've seen. Because even like when I watched like the Larry Bird 60.1 where he's like trying to break Kevin McHale's scoring record, there's like a real I'm taking every shot feeling to it. Whereas Donovan Mitchell was hitting guys to, you know, your boy Karis LeVert was taking plenty shots. I was, um, so I, I, John, we didn't compare notes on this. I was going to say something very similar. Okay. That I yeah. thought, I thought this Donovan Mitchell one stood out. I think to me. he could have had a hundred points if he well, wanted it. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. You know, I, I obviously I post lots of stats online constantly, and I bring them on the show, and I'm like, this is the first player since this to do, you know, so and so, and a lot of times they're real odd things, and you yes. know, they're not that impressive or even if they are you're like all right i did it i i assumed no one's ever had 44 points 20 rebounds on january 13th, 4th. or whatever yeah yeah but <laughs> someone like someone big was like this is the highest scoring nba game since kobe bryant's 81 according to so and so stats something i'm like well, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. Like, how that's <laughs> who didn't know that? Like, I'm confused. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm somewhat sympathetic that I forget everything, but like, everyone knows that. I don't, I'm, uh, no, uh, the thing I found different about it in the Devin Booker 70 point game, even in the Kobe Bryant 81 point game, yeah, it's like it became a like, game within the game. Well, yeah, there's a lull. It mm -hmm. doesn't end on this apex. There's like the clay, is it the 37-point quarter? Yeah. The 37-point quarter ends on an apex. It ends, it is pure uh, Al Pacino doing yeah. crank off screen. It is like, it's, it, yeah, yeah, it ends on the crescendo <laughs> where you're like, yeah. that was ridiculous. Yes, the Kings were playing basically non-NBA players, and clay, but still, Clay scored a ball basically in the last six minutes, and it was like, this is nuts. But even that, the fourth quarter, there's nothing. It's like a, a a big letdown. The Kobe 81 point game at the end, it's most of it's from the foul line. And it's like right. he's just getting fouled and like he's scoring, but it's like he wasn't like on fire. You know, like he was there was a time on the game he was on fire, but it doesn't end on the crescendo. Uh the Devin Booker 70 pointer, obviously the end was farcical, uh, with them fouling to get the ball back and such. This one ended on the crescendo. Right? He was just on fire. And and he like you said, and, and in he, every and in every facet. Yeah, like it didn't feel like he was forcing the ball. He's still hitting pull-up three-pointers, and they're going in, but he's also like he's doing... Making uh, defensive plays, assisting yeah. on other people's plays. Uh, also, uh, I don't have any stats to back this up, but I watched the game this morning. Yeah. Did he do all of this in the second half? Because his first half was very normal uh, well, I, haven't looked at, I haven't looked at the splits actually. and then and then in the second half it was just like an explosion like an orgiastic 
explosion well, of points. Like it felt like, like he only had like 15, 10 is points. It the last the last 14 points shouldn't have counted? Is that what the, oh. mean, <laughs> how, the last two-minute report right. comes out? Which if this isn't the, this should be the end. Of, once again, another moment to shut down the last two-minute report. Hey, please, just end it. When it says, "Hey, that's seventy-one it should be called the confirmation. It should be called the confirmation bias report." So they said it was a it was a lane violation, right? And I'm I'm sympathetic to Bulls fans, um, but like it was close. I don't think it was blatantly obvious in the moment, but still, the NBA is saying, "Oh yeah, that that la- that last putback shouldn't have counted. Should have been a lane violation. There never should have been an overtime. There shouldn't have been a sixty-point game, let alone a seventy-point game." But no, I, he did a lot of that. So he did a lot of the damage, obviously, you know, at, at the very, very end there. Did you watch, this is tangential, but did you watch the Zion Williamson lane violations in the Grizz game? Oh, you can hear it. Yeah, <laughs> they started calling lane violations in the Pelicans Grizzlies. And so, when you listen, when I sorry, when I listen to the games on my laptop with headphones on, I can hear the the court mics way clearer. Like I can understand right. what the players are saying, and a lot of it was Jaron Jackson Jr. who got called for a lane violation. Started yelling for the lane violation. He was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah. that's that's me, that's me, that's that's me." And then like, and then they 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 would they would give him the call. Um. So I was I'll flex a little bit. I was sitting very close. Oh, nice. And um, what's the so point I, of going I, if you're not sitting close? Right. But, I, yeah. So I know, I know, I know, I know, I know Dylan heard me say kudos to you. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, there was eye contact. Uh, um, but um, so Zion gets that first lane violation, which our players were calling him out for. And the ref warns him, don't do it again. Zion did it much more egregiously the very next play and they did not call it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he made he made it a he made it a mission statement like I will do whatever I want. I'm Zion Williamson, and I was like, oh, he's a superstar. That's yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, well, it is one of those like, what are you gonna do? Call call it, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, like, was, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It was what like, are you gonna do? Humiliate are you, yourself? Do you really are you, are you, are you gonna ruin the basketball game? Yeah, um, ex- that's exactly what went down. It was very, um, it it was enlightening to me. Is I'm. Just, I feel like I'm learning a lot about officiating this year. Well, and that's like, that's the whole the Draymond is. Green. That's like yeah. Draymond Green's entire thing. What are you going to do? Yeah. Are you going to eject me in the first half every game? Or are mm-hmm. you going to call every moving screen? You're not. I'm just going to set yeah. moving screens, and you can adjust and try to take control. By the and way, I was I d- sitting. I was sitting with a buddy who I was trying. I, I during the course of the game, I was able to explain to him why Jaron Jackson Jr quote unquote whines so much because what it happened is he got calls later in the game because of his conversations with the refs early, right? That playing the right way doesn't pay off. Right. There, there was an article. I, 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 maybe the athletic, who knows? It was like a little interview with Mike Conley. Who's like, I'm getting a terrible whistle this year. I might actually go pick up my first technical foul this year, which is like Mm -hmm. the most hollow threat ever. Right. He's like, oh, I might, I might do it if you guys don't watch out. And uh, the referees still don't give him a whistle. Meanwhile, you have just players barking at the officials. Eventually, will get rewarded because the officials don't want that abuse. It's it's like a, it's some kind of weird psychological warfare that you have to engage yeah, and, in. And, and you ha- you're like you're like pushing a narrative as the player. You're like pushing. You're like you you like I play hard. You know, I play hard. I'm not fouling. I play hard. You you, yeah. you you push that. Different guys are pushing different things. Like 
I got to I kind of got to watch Jared's methodology with the refs. And yeah. it, even though, you know, we still have, you know, we didn't this weekend, you know, it, Dylan was the one who had the foul trouble this weekend, but it was working for Jaron. Like, you know, yeah. there were definitely times where he over overdid like his like, you know, full court defense type stuff and definitely could have been called for a foul. And the reason he didn't call for a foul is because he had got, he had been grinding the refs early in the game. So I, I looked this up, not to uh, ch- change stories here. Uh, the breakdown of Donovan Mitchell, he had uh, he had 13 points in overtime, three out of three from three in overtime, which led to that crescendo feeling of like we're, we're ending on a high note. But he had 42 points in the third and fourth quarters. So his second half was 55 points and eight assists. What am I, what? Like, what, what am I supposed to do with that? Like <laughs> that's that's that is so bizarre. Um, I'm I'm in a I'm in this like a. a so he not only eradicated. I mean, he kind of eradicates Clay's quarter now. Like God. Yeah, that's <laughs> nuts. Um, that is crazy. So what was his highest scoring quarter? Ah, uh, well, let's let's break it down. That's it. For, let's see. Fourth quarter, he had 18. So that would make it the third quarter, where he had 24. So not even like that okay, wild of the third yeah. quarter. In the third quarter, he did a lot oh, of yeah, damage for the line. Duh, all all, all duh, the free overtime, throws. Overtime. Um, yeah, no, I had I was in a, a like a, a Slack channel with um, some people I play fantasy basketball with, and one of their guys was like, "Well, you know, like, can you imagine how many points Demar Derozan could have scored if he was guarded by Demar Derozan?" <laughs> like, wow, Didn't Demar have a lot. Like, Demar had like forty four. Yeah, Demar was awesome. I mean, not that it's all Demar's fault, but uh, uh, yeah, um, big game. For for Donovan Mitchell and uh yeah I guess well, that was an apology who knows um yeah that's our those were our breakfast in bed apologies before we move to our steak and eggs best thing I want to tell you guys to follow and stay connected with the Memphis Grizzlies across all social channels including Twitter Facebook and Instagram follow at Mem Grizz also follow at Grind City Media you'll get breaking news one of a kind content and all the perspectives you won't find anywhere else. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. If your best thing wasn't uh, locking eyes with Dylan when you said kudos to you, I don't know what <laughs> you're talking about. No, but what's your what's your best thing from the last week, John? I'm just kind of completely enamored with watching the Knicks play, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud. Mm, tell um, me everything. And I know it's I know it's because it's supposed to be because they're finally good at offense, but. I hate to get all tibs on you. It's still about the defense for oh, me. Yeah. Like, yeah, watching those Knicks guards bully people like Chris Paul with their length and girth, as it were, is just uh, it's 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 a uh, it's a highlight for me right now. Uh, and as much as I want to give like tons of credit to Jalen Brunson because I've always been a supporter, I-, I just love watching the guys like quickly and just bully Grimes, just bully people. I mean, it's, it's a different kind of basketball that I'm used to that I've like, I've gotten, we're talking about these high scoring, highfalutin, you know, statistical outlier games that just keep happening, keep happening and keep happening to the point where they're no longer outliers. If you turn on the Knicks, that's going to be hard to do against them. You know, you're going to have to do that against Julius. <laughs> I feel like you, you know, definitely, you, I feel like you've definitely opened yourself up to someone dropping 60 in the garden. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just, I, you know, the Nick, I know they're only 20 and 18, but I think they're the Knicks are legitimate and I think they're fun to watch on D and I think they're, you know, 
a team that I thought would be better than 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 most people did. But I, if I'm being honest with myself, I didn't think it would be in this fashion. I thought something. I thought the identity would be more on one side of the ball or the other. But really, it's 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 both. It's it's both 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 methods are are working for the Knicks right now. And I'm 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 excited to see where they end up in the East. I think they're eighth right now. But I feel like they're not going to be a play-in team if they can just keep this level of fortitude up. Well, the one team I think you would circle for them catching is the Pacers. But like the Pacers keep, sure, set, uh, let's say setting the pace. Um, the Pacers keep winning. I mean, they're they're twenty-one yeah. and seventeen. I was watching that uh, that Pacers game against the Clippers. It was like a Saturday afternoon, I believe it was New Year's Eve. Um, that was and a, like, a disgusting Halliburton game. Halliburton. I'm watching that game where Halliburton is just. Because I've been I've been praising the Clippers for winning all their games since you know when, whenever right. Kawhi plays and uh, Halliburton just said like no I am just going to keep going and you know I know we've talked a lot about that Sabonis and and Halliburton trade and like I think people have settled on the um, uh, win win uh, worked out worked out for both mm. teams uh, even I, as even as the most ardent I know I don't I'm watching I don't, I don't think uh, you can call it a win I'm watching Halliburton <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You couldn't trade anything for Halliburton, so that's yeah, not yeah. a win-win. Like right, I was right, trying right, to right. think, like uh, you know, if you do those trade value rankings, copyright Bill Simmons in the Ringer, uh, Halliburton's no. up. Halliburton's no. up there. Yeah, Halliburton's like twentieth, and Sabonis is like not on the list. Well, I would have not even twenty. Like there's a there, there's the list. There's the list of dudes at the top where both teams right. say no. You know, like yeah, there's a lot like, of that where it's like if if they called. If the Pelicans offered Zion for Halliburton, Pacers are like, no, no, we have we have Halliburton, a guy who's, I mean, you know, maybe the injury concerns sway it, get 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 better soon. Zion, sorry to hear about your hamstring, but like, there's so I, I many. Think, where I it's think like, I think I think that's a slam dunk for Zion still, but I, I understand the point you're trying to make. Oh, I, I if I had Halliburton, I wouldn't trade him for Zion. No chance. I, 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 oh, I, I would, and especially after seeing Zion in person. Yeah, I know. Zion's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I still, I think that's a slam. But yeah, I mean, I, I Halliburton is also more I, more crucial to what the Pacers are doing than Sabonis even is. And I know Sabonis is an important part than Sabonis is on that side of the thing, plus the positional scarcity, plus Halliburton is good on both sides of the ball. And Sabonis is yeah. terrible on defense, but you know, still an awesome offense. I just, player. I, I mean, I, I wonder what if you're doing. I'm not going to do it on the spot because it seems too hard to do it, and I haven't Let's researched it. it. But it's like if you're if you're starting your franchise, period. Right. You're starting your franchise going forward. You know, you're you're going to take probably your. All right, we still get five to seven years of Giannis and Jokic probably. You know, you still got Embiid out there. But then when you get to the next level of stars, it's, I feel like he's one of them. He's one of the ones where it's like, you John Morant, then it's, eh? I, I like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, maybe, like Anthony Edwards is, is incredible. Anthony Edwards had a month where he had 35 steals and 35 yeah, threes. That's, that's, for a the, both, that's for, probably for, a both, both say, say no. Yeah, both say no. I think, yeah. I, you know, both say no. But, and that's on, on pretty that illustrative of what we're talking about. Yeah, so like I, I'm, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, by do you want to? Can we do some real quick? Sure. Well, I, yeah. yeah. You want to throw some out? Well, let's do Donovan Mitchell. That's Mitchell right now. 
I mean, see, you're thinking about. It. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about. It. That's 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 a good one. The Mitchell thing's wild because because everyone's if, having to do an, an instant reappraisal of Mitchell right yeah. now in real time. The Cavs have everyone lost is probably, this probably year. Probably needs to admit that 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 we just weren't giving him enough credit. Yeah, the the Cavs have one haven't lost this year when Darius Garland's out. Yeah, they're undefeated when it's Mitchell and and no Garland. Darius Garland had fifty points this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but it's so weird. We're like, what about Shea? So that that's another one. That's a, that, for me. That's a both teams say no. I think that's Shea. I, I Shea is. I think Shea's the better player. Um, he's the better defender. But there's something about the fact that Halliburton is such a better shooter, and. Passer. And a better passer, where I'm like, I don't know, man. And I'm pretty sure they're ages Halliburton are real does similar. not show up like the game you saw is awesome out Halliburton game. Yeah. He's he's not a guy who regularly blows me away, but you have to think that that is coming. Yeah. I Just think because of the career arc. You know? you know, Shea, you'd say he's better at shot creation, getting his own maybe bucket. Yes, he's the um, best. He, besides Donovan Mitchell, he's probably the best at getting getting yeah. a shot in the league. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I for me, that's a both teams say no. I mean, clearly the Thunder aren't doing the trade, um, but I, I do not think the, the Pacers would either. There's also like the... Trey I mean, Young. We're still... there. There is the... Oh, no. The Hawks The Hawks would trade Trey Young and something. <laughs> for... Man, I was watching... Um, what game was that? The Hawks played that absurd game. Against Clay Thompson. Against the Warriors? Against the against Warriors. The Warriors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I'm watching Trey and I'm I'm I have now gone full. I used to enjoy I enjoy the stylings of Steph Curry, but now everything else, I'm like, I'm full anti anti warrior now. I'm yeah, anti Clay yeah. Thompson. Oh. And After the clap in the face, it's yeah, yeah, I'm out. But that's um, it. That's a, so I'm, that so is I'm, a that is a tipping point as a fan. I'm sitting here cheering for the Hawks, which is not a fun place to be. And I'm watching Trey Young oh, and I'm like, on. I'm like, what is this dude doing? There was that time where you're like, oh, he has the freedom to take any shot he wants because he's like, he's a stone cold killer. He's this, he's this assassin. But like, his shooting numbers are so atrocious. They're mind bogglingly, which is mind bogglingly bad. Here's a, here's a quick, we don't, we can't do a game of scones since there's only two of us. But uh, John, who, who has the, let's do high, who has the higher or lower three point percentage? All right. Trey Young or Julius Randle? Randle. Yeah, Randle by a lot. Yeah, Trey Young's having a bad shooting year. Who has the higher three-point percentage? Uh, Trey Young or... Uh, let's go Porzingis having a tough year. I would still say Zinger. Yeah, Zinger. So Zinger's 33% from three this year. Trey Young's worse. Yeah, yeah. Trey Young's shooting like forty percent from two. Uh, who who has a higher three point percentage, Trey Young or John Morant? Um, I'll say uh, I'll say Trey Young on that one. Well, Trey Young is shooting. John Morant's shooting thirty one point one percent from three this year. Oh well, then he's beating Trey Young, and Trey Young is lower. Trey Young's he's like twenty nine. Trey, right? Trey Young's at thirty one. How about okay. honestly, some of these surprise me. Um, how about uh, Trey Young or De'Aaron Fox? I would I would think De'Aaron Fox. Am I wrong? No, it's De'Aaron Fox. Thirty four percent. How about okay. Trey Young or Jaden Ivy? I'll say Trey Young there. No, it's Jaden Ivy. Thirty one point five. 
I'm not good at how, this game. How about Trey Young or Jordan Poole? Um, I'll go Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is lower. Oh, good. I hate. Jordan I didn't Poole's know this. Guts. By the way, watching that Hawks Warriors games, the disdain. Uh, I believe it was Bob Rathburn and Dominique Wilkins uh, on the call. Uh, the disdain yeah. the Hawks announcers had for Jordan Poole was unbelievable. They were just like, this guy, what is he doing? They said that constantly the whole, the whole like second I half and overtime. I have never seen a less effective, more confident ISO player than that idiot dribbler, Jordan Poole. He is 30.8% on threes. How about, uh, how about Trey Young or LeBron James? Who has the higher three point percentage? I'll say LeBron James. It is actually Trey Young. LeBron's okay. at thirty percent. That's um, just math. Just math. Yeah, I don't understand how <laughs> Trey Young's shooting percentages are so bad. And so, yes, kudos uh, to him. Kudos, kudos to, to him getting those shots up, <laughs> getting those passes. No, are there any other like who are the other young stars? I mean, like the Magic wouldn't short circuit like their Bancaro, but maybe they would think about it. The Pacers aren't trading Halliburton for Bancaro. I mean, it's just interesting that we have have these conversations at this yeah. point. I, yeah, I'm kind of okay. What about what about Darius Garland? Well, clearly uh, the Pacers know. Pacers will not trade Halliburton for Darius Garland. I don't know because now the Pacers have to consider. I mean, the Cavs would have to consider the the fit. Both guys are great shooters. I think we may we may be we might be over valuing Halbert if if, if yeah. we're really if if because I you know Darius Garland's an all star and he's really he's good. Uh, Halbert's gonna I, be an all star, and and he's really good on a team with really good players. Halbert's gonna be an all star because there's and he's because of you know I think if you if Halliburton is on the Cavs he's probably well, not on all star. That's interesting. You think if Halliburton was on a team with better talent. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think he would have his the numbers he has. I don't think he'd have next to Donovan no. Mitchell and the, you know. The, I'm, the, you know. I mean, the he he is he's feeding with some mouths. I feel like on the Pacers, like Miles Turner having a career year, Buddy Heald, who I know you dislike, um, horrible, lighting it up, and despite all that, they're starting like Aaron Neesmith. Andrew Nimhart is, is, is a Pacer starter now. And he's, he has been and like they're, they're, the Pacers still being 21, 17 is wild. Um, I, wanna, Keith, I, wanna, I own Aaron Neesmith in fa regular fantasy. That's weird. Um, no, I want to go back. Uh, I want to put a bow on your Knicks thing. Um, okay. The Knicks have the Knicks and the Nets over the last 15 games have the top two net ratings in the NBA. Obviously, the, obviously the Nets are 14 and one, not looking like they're ever going to lose again. Uh, the Knicks have uh, are, are plus ten points per one hundred possessions in their last fifteen games. So, uh, basketball is back in the Big Apple. Here's my best thing, John. My best thing is a little bit Grizzly centric. It's that I'm pretty sure you can win the West this year without being elite. I hmm. think you can be the one seed in the Western Conference without having like uh being That's totally interesting awesome. Because it's definitely definitely not that way in the East. But yeah, you, yeah. You're so like right. I, like. Uh, I I think back to the month of December for the Grizzlies, and I'm like, there were some bleak moments, man. Like we got humiliated on Christmas Day, ruined yeah. our Christmases. Uh, we got destroyed by the Suns when Suns. they didn't have anybody. The Grizzlies, 
I wouldn't say I had a great December. They had the best record in the West in December. Right. And I was looking at the, I was like, well, who else should be? Because like the, the reason I really was thinking about this because Willie Green won, won Coach of the Month. And I was like, oh, that's, well, what do they do in the, in the month of December? And they're 10 and five. I'm like, that's not that great. And then I saw the Grizzlies were 10 and four. Do you think that the over-reliance over on the three-point shot just results in these dichotomous Jekyll and Hyde performances for many teams more often know. than not? I do think there's a parity. I mean, the best team in the NBA, the Celtics, their net rating is like plus five, which is not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're used to the, the the Jazz a couple years ago. They're like double digits. So the Bucks a few years ago, double digits. Uh, no, like there were like three teams I think had a winning record in December. It was I think I think it was like the Mavericks, the Pelicans, and the Grizzlies. Maybe the Warriors were like eight and seven or something. Like the, there's no no one's pulling away. I mean, the Mavs have won seven straight. It does seem like the yeah. Warriors have. Put I, it I guess the- I I guess I kind of disagree because I do think that uh, Denver and Dallas they have a huge advantage on the rest of the West right now. And that's that I think they have superstar players who are capable of taking over games, whether it's a fast break type game or a half court type game. And I do, and I do just frankly fear those teams more than the rest of the West. The seven game series. Like I don't want any part of, of Dallas or Denver. I, Particularly I, as a Grizzlies, fan. I agree with you there. I'm thinking less about the playoffs. I'm thinking more about the playoff seeding. Mm, I'm just thinking about like, hey, yes. the, the <laughs> yes, Nuggets. The Nuggets have the best record in the West. They're on pace to win 53 games. So like, right. you can stumble and bumble and rest your guys on the second nights of back to backs, like everyone is basically doing, and still probably be in conversation for the one seed. I think when we get to the end. I mean, maybe the I thought the Nuggets were, were going to piece some stuff together, you know, and like run off like maybe ten or fifteen, but I don't think anyone's doing that. And I think you know it's it's going to be you're not going to have to play your your horses. Um, you're not going to re- have to over rely your horse on your best carriages. players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to be able to just take it easy, horse and buggy your way towards 53, 54 wins and uh, be in conversation for that one seed. Anyways, uh, those were our best things. The opposite of our stinking eggs best thing is our cream of wheat worst thing. What's your worst thing, John? What's your cream of wheat? Well, there's so many to choose from, um, but I guess I'll just, I know we've done this before and we've, and we've, it feels like we're piling on this team, but hearing Nas Reed basically admit in an interview that Rudy Gobert is the reason the Timberwolves (laughs) suck was uh, disheartening to hear out loud. I, his just like, what was it? It's like, you know what the problem is. Yeah, it's like, he's like we don't <laughs> talk about it, but it's very clear what the problem is. We talk about it privately. <laughs> yeah. It was like, like, we, know, we know who. We know who it is. Or yeah, 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 yeah. We know who. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <clears throat> yeah, I think he did a French accent. during. The, I can't confirm this, but <laughs> I think he did a, a Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was just like, you know, and this is a team that just beat, you know, they just beat, they just beat the Nuggets, you know, one of the best teams. But it's like, it's just clear that the antipathy is just way too real and way too, you know, I should be laughing. You know, this is agent, this is patient zero for the, uh, you know, the COVID outbreak. Like I should be like, this is what you deserve, Rudy, but it's becoming sad. Uh, (laughs) Donovan Mitchell is scoring, you know, 80 points in a game. (laughs) <laughs> 70 points in the game that Nas Reed is calling you out in the media. Um, I mean, maybe are we, are we just reading too much into it? His actual, so his actual quote after the Timberwolves players only meeting, which got results. I mean, they, they came yeah. out and, uh, and beat the nuggets. Like you said, uh, he said, you know, he's going to keep it in house, but we know why they, they said, you know, like if it's a, 
Um, if it's a mystery why the team was underachieving, he said, not really. We know. We know. We know why. I'm going to keep it in-house, but we know why. So Could I... Could 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 I be incepting myself and maybe he's talking about Carl Anthony Towns? <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but I, I mean, it feels like it's just you know. I mean, the Timberwolves would trade Carl Anthony Towns for because even in that game, Halliburton, right? So so even in that game that we're talking about against the Nuggets, the entire Timberwolves roster had a positive plus minus except for Rudy Gobert. This is just a. You can't prismatic ending. You can't jump on the plus minus with how much you hate plus minus. You can't. Can't I tell my story now? Okay, fine. Okay, uh, fine. But I mean, it's just it's every every way the cookie is crumbling is is against Rudy in every facet. It's just it's it's just it's, it's rough. gruesome at this point. It's it's Eli Roth torture porn movie stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't even need Nas Reed in that game to do this. It's just yeah. you know, I mean, I mean, if we want to tell the truth. Uh, you and I both know that the secret to the Timberwolves' success is to give the ball to Anthony Edwards and get out the way. Yeah, but uh, we're going to find these stories within there to continue <laughs> laughing at uh, patient zero. I can't believe Nas Reed's only twenty three. I wrote him off two years. I ago. I would have guessed twenty eight. Yeah. Um, my worst thing is apparently, you know, the Suns got like this uh, this breath of fresh air as a franchise. There is a light at the end of the tunnel when announced the the official sale of the team the new owner whose name i don't have written down and do not know uh you know praised for running a a clean billion dollar organization his real estate company is above board supposedly um, but he apparently treats his employees well great culture guy and he's unbelievably wealthy and so it looked like the sons who had dealt with uh, the torturous ownership of Robert Sarver for so long of being a cheap owner for a really long time. Now we're going to have a guy who they think is going to bring in a healthy culture and who's going to be willing to spend whatever it takes to, to keep the Suns competitive, make them a contender. Well, it turns out that uh, Sarver still, until he's officially removed, stake through the heart. Apparently he can veto any trade involving any players making above league average salary. What? Ugh. This is... I mean, it's not an Eli Roth torture porn, but it's a Michael Myers horror movie villain that you can't put away. What do you have to do to kill the beast? Uh, Robert Sarver still has his icy tentacles. We need a, we need a young priest and an old priest. There, there needs to be an exorcism. <laughs> this is not not good. Uh, one of the worst teams in the month of December, by the way, in the West was the Suns. I think they're 4-11 and 11 in their past 15. Devin Booker's out for who knows how long. Are the Suns going to be in the play-in? Um, the Suns are the Suns to me. W- without Devin Booker, are 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 like not real. Of course, well, yeah, but that's what they are for a month. They got to figure something yeah. out. They they're they're leading but on Landry Shamit for a month. As long as long as he comes back, I'm looking at the schedule. I don't. I think they will be in the play-in. I mean, they need someone to fall, and it's really only if the Kings free fall. Which, as Sabonis said this week, we are the Kings after the uh, after the Larry Markin and Miracle Shot <laughs> Boner, who's only been there one year, uh, it's pretty much been their best year. He was like, "We are the Kings. This is what happens." So that mindset still lives strong. I think. I mean, playing. I mean, they're in it now. I mean, the war. Who, they who are. are they t- gonna, who are they going to jump? They no, are tied they with the Warriors. Yeah. 
And if Clay Thompson keeps dropping 50, uh, which by the way, Clay now has like two 50 point games where they barely won, which is like, I mean, I know that they, no Steph, no Wiggins, no, he's dragging Jordan Poole to victories. But like, you would assume the Warriors are going to pass the Suns in the next month. Uh, I do think that the Trailblazers and, and Kings are gettable. I think those are closer to 500 ball clubs. I don't. I still okay. don't believe in them. But then that that gets them out of it. But like, if the I mean, are the I think the Pelicans can they hold serve? Jonas Valanciunas gonna uh, keep them above water with uh, with uh, trying to feast with with you, no Zion and Brandon you, Ingram just doesn't play basketball this year. Yeah. Um, you're not a Najee Marshall truther. Uh, I think you've. I like I think you swayed me. I, I think you swayed me. I think Suns will get out of the. Get my, out of the my 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 controversial take, which I I don't. I'm not. I'm not arguing this. I'm I'm just asking a question, John. Right. I'm just asking a question. Does Brandon Ingram change how good the Pelicans are? Yes. Okay. I th- I think I actually think I mean, watching, if, especially if, if Zion's healthy, if Zion's healthy, I think they miss. Uh, I think they miss even with um even with as as it was the past week before the Zion thing. I yeah. think they missed his ball handling playmaking ability a ton yeah. already. I mean Brandon uh, Ingram, so, you could say carried them last year to the postseason, yeah. dragged them right. to the postseason. Yeah, I think I think they are worlds better w- when he's out there. I, my, I think my he, basketball, my basketball brain, something about like if you have if CJ McCollum's there, if Zion is there. And then if you can just have your your Trey Murphy's, your Najee Marshall's, your Herb Jones's, your Larry Nance's, isn't that good enough? Or are you better adding another 25-point guy, a guy who can score in the ISO? Maybe in the playoffs. I mean, we all know the answer is you would trade an Ingram and probably take out our boy Jonas when uh, it comes to the nut-cutting time. But uh, I don't know. Certainly. I mean, um, I'm I mean, just I asking we, a question. I know, we were both, yeah. I know we were both very sad when when Jonas fouled out. Here's why Willie Green won um, Player of the Month. I mean, this is why Willie Green won December Western Conference Coach of the Month over Taylor Jenkins, because Willie Green lets Jonas Valanciunas foul out, and Taylor Jenkins does not let Jared Jackson Jr. foul out. That's that's it. If you if you tell me, but but he it's it's not it's it's even not because he will let uh, he let Bain foul out. Was that a did anyone ask him post game? Was that did they screw up? Because that was one of the funniest things where, like, they pull out all the bigs. They pull out the backup bigs the Grizzlies do when they get in foul trouble. They're like, who cares if Brandon Clark or Santiago Dama fouls so, out? So but then Bain fouls out quickly. Can you're we, like, yeah. Can we get into Grizz again, or is this too yeah, that's, no, grinding? Yeah, that's fine. Um, does t- – so Taylor lets Bain play with five fouls. Yeah. And, or, and, and Dylan. He let Dylan play with five fouls. And Dylan turned into – a shell of himself no, and was okay. not the Dylan I'm used to where he makes life hell for everyone. Dylan yeah. was bad on defense. Dylan just went out there and he was everything you fear a player with five fouls being right. Is that what he thinks Jaron is going to do, but he's not even going to give Jaron a chance. I mean, maybe that is what Jaron would do. I mean, because oh, yeah, because, yeah, because I, I kind of saw it, but he kept Dylan in there. So it, not, none yeah. of it made sense to me. I was completely lost. Like that game revealed, Nothing to me about D- Taylor Jenkins' mindset because it was just like, wow, this is so mysterious and strange. But um, uh, yeah, I don't have an answer. It was it, yeah. b- 
after the way he'd consistently treated foul trouble for years, and I've been harping about right. it, like, just let your guys foul out. Who cares? Um, then to let Bain foul out was kind of funny. Uh, maybe they knew he was hurt and needed to get out of the game. Uh, anyways, those, were, probably our, it. That's probably those were our it. worst things. Before we get to the awards segment of the program, we have a couple of listener-submitted questions. The croissant question Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Briggy asks, you're in a World of Warcraft dungeon. I'm going to have to do some explaining to you, Keith. Yes, please. You need a tank, a healer, mm-hmm. and three damage dealers. Which five NBA players do you pick and for which roles? So the tank, Keith, is like your big guy who soaks up damage. Makes sense. Okay. Uh, your healer, that's pretty much, uh, you know, uh, you, you've got that. Uh, we'll probably get an assist guy. Might even get Halliburton in there. Uh, and then damage dealers, we need our flamethrowers. Um, tank, tank is a big question. Because to me, if you're just soaking up damage, I think, and, and we're going to have three damage dealers. This build that Briggy has, this is a, a very uh, an aggressive build. Okay. Uh, I think we go. I think we go with a Stephen Adams type. We got to. I mean, honestly, the some of the biggest, toughest, strongest guys. It's the people we've been talking about: Jonas Valanciunas and Stephen Adams. Um, I think you can't go wrong there. Uh, I mean, the way the way Stephen Adams has manhandled some other big centers in the past week. You know, uh, I saw him do you, it. You were, oh, you were in person. You saw both <laughs> Valanciunas and uh, yeah. Sabonis get shoved around by by. Uh, I bet Adam. the unders on both of those centers that game. The Sabonis one, by some miracle, didn't really work out that well. Although the rebounds was was. Is choice. Zion a, a tank level guy? I think Zion is st- like he does too much damage. Okay. Okay. So he's, he's he's more of a you know I I think for a tank. And may, you know what? This may not work out because with it, taking all that damage, that would lead to a lot of foul shots. So I don't know if you want Steven Adams there since he mm. can't make any of those at all. Maybe we want. What about uh, Bane? Because he would kill it from the line. If Bane's got that thick, stout torso, those those tiny, gigantic arms. <laughs> Those short, gigantic arms. I think we, I think we use him as one of our damage dealers. If okay. we gotta have Bane, okay. we can't have too many Grizzlies. I think. Sure. Um, for a tank, maybe Evan Mobley. Oh, you won. All right. Defensive stalwart. Are, are we only talking for defense here? Le- leads the league in defensive win shares. Give me a Draymond Green. Not bad. Who's our so now we got our, our, healer, our, our healers? Healer, do we want to stay on the Tyrese train or should we go for with me, someone a little more proven? For me, just based on appearance, I like Robin Lopez. He feels like a some <laughs> some kind of wizard healer to me. I don't I feel like uh Jokic kind of heals your team, heals what ails you. Yeah, certainly. You know, he, yeah. he can turn anyone into a threat. Um damage dealers, you know, I think we just go with with like, you know, your your top scores. Oh, I, oh, I'd go. I'd go. I go. Like I'd, t- go Don, I'd go. Doncic and Bead, uh, Giannis. I feel like attack. Does it, do attack the basket guys have any? In my mind, like this so is Shea. why I, I can include Donovan. Shea. 
an aunt Edwards, someone who's just, okay. you know, attacking constantly. I went with the power gamer build. You're doing a much, uh, I a could much honestly do build. a Russell Westbrook. Give me a Russell oh. Westbrook. Um, oh. as a damage dealer. No, that's, that's an Elon Musk level build. Wow. Build. <laughs> I know. That's outside the box. It, 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 he's known for his poor uh, World of Warcraft builds. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a good question, Briggy. We have yeah. a few others we want to get to. Yeah. Um, I like this one is complicated. Counter asks, given how Porzingis is playing, player of the week, away from Luca, and how Brunson is playing in New York, is it fair to question if any player will ever be maximized playing next to Luca? Will teams? Will teams always struggle to put good players next to Luca, and will free agents just avoid playing with him? This feels mean. I don't. I would argue that Tim Hardaway Jr. was already maximized playing next to Luca. That's more how I feel. Um, um, who on the like Brunson did this on the Mavericks last year? Yeah, he was good. He was good. Uh, Porzingis, I, it was obviously a bad fit, but I don't. I don't know. This is. Uh, but I'm when feeling- Porzingis played. Yeah. What more do you want for? He was good. He was fine. Like he, scoring, scoring Lots 25 points, on points the Wizards. Yeah, yeah. Scoring 25 points a game on the Wizards as opposed to scoring 20 on a better team. That's not the Wizards aren't maximizing someone like I believe Porzingis no. when he played was was maximized. I feel like like what more do you think Christian Wood would do anywhere? I think Christian Wood right now is being maximized with Luka Doncic. I think. Like, what more do you want Spencer Dinwiddie to do? Dinwiddie is being, he's, he is reaping the benefits of playing alongside a guy who draws all the attention. I would portray the Mavs' troubles as front office troubles. Now, I do think there's a question to be asked about why, much like it takes Clay's miraculous throwback 50 point games for the Warriors to eke out victories, why does Doncic have to score? What is it? 51 points and have nine assists and no turnovers to beat the Spurs by one. Why did it take a 60 point triple double double. (laughs) to beat the Knicks (laughs) in overtime? Is that something wrong with the heliocentric offense where they're not as efficient as if they more equally distributed the shots and the offense? I don't know. Is that a Luka problem? Is that feels like this is a, a, a hard and transplant question roster problem. And yeah. now that we can't, now that we can't say this, since Harden is on a team that has other thriving superstars, we've moved it over to Luca. But I don't know, Counter. I, I I sense antipathy here, and that is you're right. Uh, I also have had moments where I haven't enjoyed watching Luca so much, but he's so good in big games and so good in the moment that it kind of he's I also, get over I get over the Harden stuff. He's now had several no turnover games this year, which yes. is kind of mind boggling with how much he handles the basketball. I think he and is two, an awesome big play defense guy. I think he had two coming into the season and has three this season, uh, like two in his entire career. He also his his shooting percentages are way up and not like he's not even hitting his three pointers really, you know, like he has before. It's just he's gotten way more efficient scoring in the paint and from mid range and like everything's working. He's getting to the foul line at a career high rate. I'm pretty sure. So like yeah, Luca's doing some special stuff. I don't. Yeah, I think it's more of a front office problem. And I've been like a down player of Luca. I, I feel like I've been more open to questioning. Like I don't know if all the stats are good, but I think he is playing so well this year and right now. Where it's like no, I, I think if you if you brought in other good players around them, they're they're going to thrive. They're going to be awesome. Um, if you put 
I mean, I, I, I have Memphis on the brain. If you put Bain on this team, Bain is going to score 20 a game and be unbelievable. And, you know, like, I don't, I don't think he would hold him back in any way. Is that a fit thing, though? I think, maybe Reggie, talking- I think Reggie Bullock shooting 31%, shooting worse than uh, Trey Young, is holding Luka back. It, well, it's not Luka's on, fault that Reggie yes. Bullock's wide open and misses wide open Trey shots. Young. Bullock. Uh, Excuse me, I said that wrong. Reggie Bullock. All right, go Reggie ahead. Bullock. Uh, Ryan Darling asks, is Trey Young really that guy? No, we already hit this. No. I, I will say that I think this could be, you know, a year where whatever's going on is affecting the play. You yeah. know, whatever's happening with McMillan. So, I mean, he's still, you know, one of the leading scorers and assist guys in the league and has in the past found ways to take over games beyond his scoring that are suddenly gone now. Now it's more like, okay, I can't score. You score, DeJounte. Um, You know, I do think this could just be, you know, a a disaster year. And if a disaster year for your top player is still like, you know, 30 points a game and tons of assists and you're still in the playoff hunt, et cetera, things could be worse, you know. So I I think that we may be going – this may be way over the top how we're reacting to this Trey Young season, and we might feel foolish – I mean, he's such years down the line, but yeah, I'm, I'm also, you. I've lived through, I've lived through your team going really far in the, not in, not in basketball, but in, 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 in hockey where my team went to the Stanley cup finals and we needed to make all these moves and make all of these changes. And we didn't do it because we had the, the, the lingering success. And that could be happening for the Hawks with that uh, Eastern finals that they made at this point, they may need a redesign and they just don't know. But to me, it's like it's it's impossible to tell. Yeah, I'm probably reading. I'm probably reading too much based on a small sample of only watching a handful of games. Uh, the The Hawks famously difficult to watch in Tennessee without uh, a lot of intentionality as they what? become. It, it bl- is different. They're, they're, this year. they're they're blacked out, and I have to go to different apps. I can't use the NBA yeah. app. I can't use my television. I have to go online to the Bally Sports app, which I don't <laughs> frequently do to catch a Hawks game. Uh, hilariously, the end. The Donovan Mitchell seventy points. I didn't see it because that was on NBA TV and the game had gone so long that it was time to start. Was it Hawks? Was that the Hawks Warriors game or Hawks? I can't remember. Uh, I think it was the Hawks Warriors game and it blacked out. Like, so now this is, we're supposed to show the Hawks game on NBA TV. You have to watch that on your local channel. Well, my local channel is not showing the end of Cavs bulls. uh, So yeah, I missed the final minutes, but um, like diving into clay uh, into Trey's stats. He uh, he's, Attempting three-pointers at a lower rate, he's obviously making them at a horrible rate. And so I, right. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I don't know what to do with like the the terrible shooting percentages, but still, obviously, the engine of the offense, you know, 10 assists a game, scoring a bunch of points. Um, thanks for the questions, everybody. Uh, if you want your questions answered on air or part of a Millennial Brunch Zoom hangout, we will do two this month, uh, TBD, on when those are coming out. Uh, you have to be a Patreon supporter. By the way, uh, a little bit of business. Uh, some We need to recognize our latest Patreon supporters. Uh, thanks, Robert Patton, Matthew Bauchnecht, Bauchnecht and uh, Trilly McGinnis for signing up. Also, congrats to Shikar for winning the 18-team fantasy football championship. Did the fantasy football league conclude in the most horrific fashion ever with a... Was it, did it involve heart trauma? Yeah, with this poor, this Bills, this Bills guy fighting for his life. Yes, like every fantasy football league in America, that was the end of our season. Um, uh, Obviously, 
prayers to that guy. Um, but uh, congrats to Shikar for winning. Um, and if you guys want to support the show, you want to get involved with the Slack channel, you want to play Pickle Pick'em, uh, January has just started. You can still win Pickle for January. If you want to do it, uh, do it all at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. All right, it is now time for the awards segment of the program. The International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award given to the worst performance in a box score. A few honorable mentions before we get to the nominees. Honorable mention, Miles McBride and Quentin Grimes. Some of those, girth, some of those girthy Knicks boys you were talking about. They each had a 1 for 10 game this week. Herb Jones had a 2 for 12. Aaron Gordon, 4 for 18. Paolo Bencaro, 7 for 24. Our three nominees as they occurred chronologically over the last week. Austin Reeves in a win over Trey Young in the Hawks. LeBron James' birthday day. Uh, LeBron James was lighting it up. Uh, in that game, Austin Reeves was one for 13. Five points, three rebounds, one assist, two turnovers, four personal fouls. Whew, that's just math. Karis LeVert in the 71-point Donovan Mitchell <laughs> game. Karis LeVert. Unafraid to take shots. Two for boys 13. Going for the records. Two for 13, 10 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one turnover, four personal fouls. And then Fred Van Vliet of the horrific Toronto Raptors. Uh, <laughs> he was in a loss that was three for 15, nine points, three assists, two rebounds, two blocks, one turnover, four personal fouls. So we have Austin Reeves, one for 13 on LeBron's B day, one for 13, five points. Three rebounds. Karis LeVert, two for 13, 10 points, five rebounds. Fred Van Vliet, three for 15, nine points, three assists, two blocks. Gotta be Austin Reeves. Yeah, uh, it's not close. Yeah, not close this week. A very, very easy one with a one for 13. Claw, Good job. Have mercy. Good job, Austin. Congratulations um, on your International Stackhouse of Pancakes win. I got a, I'm pretty sure it's his first career one. I, don't, I can't imagine Austin. You would think up. so. He's not really not a, guy known a volume, for a volume chucker. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, par fadeaway, John. What are you looking forward to in the coming week? Cavs Nuggets on Friday. Ooh, Give boy. it to me. Two teams I love to watch. Let's see. Let's see who comes out on top. Yeah. Um, I got a, well, a few things. One, I'm going to do a uh, playback for the second half of Grizzlies Magic on Thursday. Uh, anyone wants to join that? It'll be roughly 7 p.m. Central. Going to watch the second half of Grizzlies Magic over in our playback room. The real thing I'm looking forward to, though, John, is I think we're going to we're going to do this on the show next week. We're going to we're going to pick some all stars. It's an, it's an exercise that's very difficult. I know it's like a... Very difficult this year. It's like a rite of passage. It's perfunctory sometimes, but this time it's exciting to me because basically the, we, have, we, have, we have full health, honestly, uh, among the main players in the NBA. Yes, that's a reference to Jalen Suggs and Jonathan Isaac both practicing in full for the Orlando Magic. No, but like <laughs> everyone's playing. I mean, I know Kawhi is not going to make an All-Star game because he only played like 15 games, but you have so many good players. You have so much parity in the league that there isn't a lot of simple cross-offs like, Oh, he's 25 points on a bad team. It's going to be really hard to pick 12 guys from each conference. And as I was voting on triple voting night for oh, uh, yeah. all, all, as I put the Grizzly starting lineup into the all-star game, um, I, it's so weird. Cause in the East, there's like 
no guards and then in the west it's all guards and then in the east you end up probably with Embiid off your first team and it's just you know it's just very uh it's just very strange right now the, the way that the positions are split makes it very insane yeah so we uh next week we'll uh we'll start debating those all-star spots and uh it's gonna be hard for those those fringe guys we're like oh this is the guy's year nope uh sorry um sorry sabonis um oh yeah that, that there that your argument may be settled right there. <laughs> I can only have one Lowry Markin and Ursa Bonus, and uh, I know Lowry Markin was a tenth of a second too late. But uh, is ew, will Lowry Markin make my All Star team? Uh, tune in next week to find out. Anyways, uh, if you want to support our show, like I said, go to Patreon.com/slash Fast Break Breakfast. If you're in the Memphis area, just announced Chris Rock and Dave Chappelle at FedEx Forum. Uh, tickets available at the FedEx Forum box office or at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, Don't follow- charge that stage, fans. If you uh, if you would, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow us on Twitter at Fast Break Break. Follow John Master John Burr. Follow Chuck, the mighty Chuck. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being TNT. Fab break, break, man. You understand? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.